Credo was the true heir of Oryx. His only known son admits several natural and adopted daughters. Sadly, he's an absolute failure in Oryx's eyes. Welcome, Guardians, to the Crota Lorecast. I'm Anon Pick, and with us this week, we have our usual hosts, Purple Chimera and Mythos Mike. How are you guys? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, it's been a been a fun week. Awesome. As well as our special guest, the best Destiny content creator there is, the superstar himself, from Dad Tales Podcast, How Are You, Stu? Um, yeah, um, Stu's, Stu's not here. What do, you, what, what do you mean? Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, JC Jesse. I don't. Maybe Ooh. there's a maybe there's a mix up. Maybe your scheduling person. Well, who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm well. Yeah, I'm kind of the the host of uh, Dad Tales podcast, where you, you may find Stu occasionally. Oh, oh, you're part of the the the, uh, the Stu the Stu Tang clan. Well, I, to be honest with you, I created the Stu Tang clan. You know, you can't have I, the Stu Tang clan without Stu, and you're not Stu. Well, technically, I created Stu. Oh, you're Stu's dad. <laughs> there, there, there would be no air quotes Stu without <laughs> J C Jesse. I'm just, I'm just gonna put that out there. So, I mean, I could leave if you want, but you know, <laughs> no, I mean, you're gonna be missing out. It's we funny. might as well we might as well have you. Uh, no. So you're from you're also from Dad. Well, I don't I don't want you to settle. <laughs> I mean it's too late for that. But <laughs> well, if anybody else actually wants to understand uh, this little joke about uh, Stu and what he's done on the Dad Tales podcast, where can they find you uh, in the Destiny community? <laughs> well, they could find us uh, at Dad Tales Podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podomatic, Pod, we're everywhere you would find uh, podcasts. Uh, now, uh, oh, sorry, continue, please. Yeah, I was just going to say, you could find us on Twitter, at uh, Dad's Tales. Uh, we're around. Now, you're gonna, you're gonna look. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, I'm done. Oh, okay. Uh, now we are a lore podcast. Uh, what kind of podcast uh, is your podcast? Before before we get started, we're a lore podcast. Oh my god, besties! Competition. Get the fuck off. <laughs> we're not a lore podcast. Who would want to do one of those? <laughs> anyway, we're no, I'm just uh, now we're we're we are a uh, we're a Destiny podcast. We are a little bit more than that, though. We're not like the other Destiny podcasts out there. You may find we we talk about Destiny. We talk about life. We talk about our kids. We talk about our likes and dislikes. We talk about nostalgia every week. Uh, it's it's a it's a grab bag. We have different types of you know different segments, and uh, I think uh, I think if you haven't listened to it, come check us out. I like it, uh, you know, but <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm not that biased. <laughs> yeah, it's not you're not you're not like a main uh, host on that podcast. No, no, not no. I'm kind of like in you have like a fourth tier player here. Yeah, oh, I mean, right. 
I'm no, I'm no Stu. I'm no. Yeah, no. You don't I'm even sound a, Canadian. No, no, not remotely. <laughs> You're like, I like my bacon in strips and crispy. Oh God. <laughs> I'm more of a pork roll type of guy, but that's just well, me. Uh, can't get behind that. Oh, you'll get behind. <laughs> it's right. like well, it's like heaven and unicorns made a bait be in your mouth. Okay. This week we'll be talking about Curta's life all the way to his death. So let's move on to the weekly highlight. Weekly highlights will vary with each episode. They can include community stories, fan fiction, gear and weapon text, grimoire and general hype, etc., etc., etc. In, exper- in the spirit of embarrassing failures, this week's weekly highlight will be a few of our listeners' amusing fails as a noob. Uh, so let's just all uh, take turns. Why don't someone else get us started? Because I've been talking a lot. You always talk a lot. I know. It's fun. <laughs> so uh, our first one is from uh, Bootstrap117, Xbox One. Um he says, I thought the Cabal were robots or cyborgs for, like, legit eight months, lol. I don't know. I always, I, they just always looked like mech rhinos. <laughs> Honestly, I always kind of compared them to space turtles. That was that was a popular theory coming out with uh, Vanilla Destiny. Um, Birdman Fuego said, first time I ran... Uh, Nightfall kept calling out where I saw heavy ammo drop, asking the team if they needed it before grabbing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because I did that once. Everyone has. Guys, I don't know what you're talking about. There's all this heavy ammo all over the place. Stop planing. From Monol, running over Glimmer and getting pissed because I wasn't picking any up, which... Speaks to me because I did that as well. Killing those uh, yellow enemies and then just like, why isn't the glimmer being collected? Uh, I see <laughs> it. Why can't I touch it? <laughs> uh, I'll read the next one uh, from Hatchy Dave. Hey Hatchy Dave, I don't <laughs> understand or care. Oh, I didn't understand or care back then about perks. Example: I wore Alchemist uh, Remnant constantly Raymond. before Rain. What was it Raymond? Uh, constantly before Raymond. it looked cool. There are so many items that look so cool that are just terrible. Uh-huh. And it makes me sad. Mm. It's unfortunate. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Um, now, this is from the actual Stuperstar over at the Dad Tales podcast, Stu Gatso. Um he says, I played an obscene amount of time without joining a, uh, joining a faction. Maybe lost around half a year. Live and learn. Ah, oh, that's 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 painful to painful to hear. That's not that's that's just painful. <laughs> From the co-founder, used an arc blade more than I care to admit in PVE because it was a lot of fun. Guardian down. I didn't think it was that fun. But from Zane Zavin, I didn't buy Red Death from Zer Week 1. Thought it would upset the Vanguard. Had a strange coin for my cool Galahorn Week 2, though. Uh, the original Red Death text, for those who don't know, said, uh, the Vanguard urges Guardians to destroy this weapon on sight. It's a Guardian killer. I don't I don't remember what they changed it to. but Guardian Destroyer, <laughs> I think. It's either that or it's a killer. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's just it's a killer. They don't want to say it's a guardian killer. Not sure why. For some makes, reason, and, I don't know. Makes um, me think it, a queen. It's actually because of the um, game rating. It's the game is rated PG thirteen. Um, T for teen, yeah. And so there are certain things that you can and cannot put in um, words, otherwise it'll get an M for mature rating, and they didn't want to have an M rating. Yeah, a little, a, a lot of, not a lot of people know this, but um, but Crota had like full on genitals, <laughs> and then they removed them after it got the. Uh, they realized they wanted T for teen. They also so. removed his feet. Because he doesn't have those. Yeah, yeah. He just runs on his legs. It's, it's yeah, he's got stumps. <laughs> just a little behind-the-scenes bungee <laughs> stuff for you. The current Red Death FYI just says Vanguard policy urges Guardians to destroy this weapon on site. Ah, I do like killer. that. Kind of uh, a little more to the imagination. Sorry. Uh, do you want me to do the next one? Yeah, go for it. Sure. From Jay over at the DTR podcast, uh, Destiny launch week. I thought the traveler was a planet or a moon. That's no moon. <laughs> That's no moon. It's the traveler. Then uh, this is from uh, Z487. He says, "Because I'm a Titan, I thought the strength attribute was how hard you punch something. I worked. To, I worked to get a, a hundred strength on my character." <laughs> <laughs> That one's my favorite. It's pretty good. There's so many misconceptions. I, w- I was lost. Mm. Um, and uh, Weasel Dog Jr. kept a green sniper with shoot to loot on me for Vault of Glass because I didn't have Icebreaker and never told my teammates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I just love the never told my teammates. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Like, no, guys, I have it, too. Why is it not Icebreaker? It is. Don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. What, what was um everyone else's fails before we move on to the main topic? Um, you know, my first time running Vault of Glass, um, I had... Not, this wasn't my first time, actually. This would have been, like, my second or third run. But So my first time around, like everyone else, I got a weapon. I think it was probably... Um, uh, vision of confluence and uh, i didn't know at the time that uh the vault of glass weapons did extra damage to the um did extra damage to the oracles during the templar portion and so if one would spawn right next to me you know they'd call it out i usually it was the tank down below since everyone else would be using icebreakers and then they'd call it on out and I'd just be like oh i spawned close to one i need to you know uh, what's the best way to take care of things if they're close to you? Well, punching was my answer. We uh, we wiped uh, we wiped that time. <laughs> Violence doesn't solve everything. <laughs> it, it does if you're a titan. <laughs> you didn't have your strength high enough. <laughs> yeah, you needed 100. <laughs> um, I had uh, oof, I had a bunch of fails. I think one of my funniest <laughs> ones would have to be, uh, I was, <laughs> I, I LFG'd a, a Crota run. I was trying so hard to get word of Crota. And 
so I had LFG this run. It was it was pretty late at night, and of course I get stuck with the, like, the average douchebag who's like I'm the greatest sword bearer ever, and blah blah, blah and like everybody else is just like just the same. And so we finally get to Crota, and we all line up on the. Uh, we had wiped probably three or four times. And so everybody, and it was getting pretty late at night. Everybody was a little upset and, you know, and tired. So we finally get him down to like a sliver. And we all line up on the windowsill. And I, uh, I accidentally hit, uh, hit my super and bubbled everybody <laughs> on the windowsill. <laughs> and everybody died. And then that was it. And everybody kind of disbanded. They were pretty pissed. I didn't you know. I, I felt really bad because I really wanted to get it done, but at the same time, it was pretty funny. It makes for a good story. It does. I have totally done that before. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm a hunter. I don't make mistakes like that. Oh, come on. I don't. Of course I just you don't. sit there with my, my arc blade, and I'm like, sorry, guys, I can't really contribute. I'll just hang out, though. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh, my my fail is actually spawned because of the beta. Uh, in the beta, you were very limited into what you could do, and it really gave this impression that Glimmer was going to be a difficult resource to get, and not only that, but that it was going to be very important to the game. So I discovered one of the best Glimmer farming methods, which was uh, riding your sparrow around the Forgotten Shores, picking up the chests, as they spawn and going to uh-huh. each and every location and just grabbing the chest and going, grabbing the chest and going, grabbing the chest and going, just looking for it. And you'd maybe get one, two if you were lucky on each rotation. And that was like hours of just circling the Forgotten Shore just to try to cap out my glimmer. <laughs> Destiny finally released. I was like, I know exactly what I'm doing day one. I was like, I have my game plan ready. I thought I was like so ahead of the curve. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Well, I also did not join a faction for a long time, but because I couldn't decide um, which one I liked, like which one I I aligned with, and I thought it was going to have a much bigger impact on the game. Yeah, I, 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 like... I'm in. I'm in the same boat. And Stu and I often uh, we reminisce about the fact that we never joined any factions and I would see people with like, you know, like a future war cult cloak or something I'd be like, what's, you know, what's future war cult? And I knew like the guys were around in the towers like, oh, where'd you get that? And I it just never occurred to me to to join uh to join a faction. I don't, I don't know. It was it was a while before I joined one. It, it was almost <laughs> almost a year as well. <laughs> Jeez. Who did you end up joining? Uh, what are you going to do? Uh a future war cult. Good man. I am also awesome. future war cult. Yeah. I hate all of you. Jesus Christ. I can't nice. get a win. Although they're all pretty leveled. At this point they're all pretty leveled, so I I'll, I'll switch back and forth, you know, if if someone if all of a sudden a, a new gun comes in in the meta and I need to to grab something. Yeah, I I will be honest. I have three characters and each one is on. So I have one character with each faction. I think everybody does that. Mm. That's not if true. You. <laughs> True. Some people are, you know, loyal to their faction, but I mean, I only play one character, so it doesn't really make much difference. Yeah, I think I have one. I have one that is dead orbit, just so 
like I, to pick up like the last ditch. I got that like the first week, and that really did me well until I was able to get a matador. Mm. But they all know where to go. They come back to the cult. Matador's OP. I understand what you're saying. Okay, so Crota. <laughs> Actual topic. Let's go. Let's do it. So uh, I guess I'll go ahead and read this off. So this is um, Crota is the one and only son of Oryx, the only named son that uh, we currently know about um, that has been named in the grimoire. Um, we want to start it off with um, one of the Books of Sorrows. Uh, this is uh, book 36, Eater of Hope. This is uh, Oryx talking. You are Crota, my son. Welcome. I fought my way out of hell to make you. I fought my traitor siblings, and I fought the swarming corpse of Akka, and I caught my way into my own court, the High War, which had been usurped. Once I had made war on Savathun, encrypt her tribute so that she could never challenge me, and once I had tricked Zivu Arath and poisoned her tribute so that she could never again take my tablets, and once again, and once I had arranged my own lineages so that I would be greatest among the Hive and secure on my throne, then I found a mother to make a spawn, make spawn rather. One of those spawn was you. Your life will be a battle too. You will have to win your place at the high war. I will give you nothing except this, your first sword, and this name I have prepared for you. We fight a war against false hope, Crota. We chase a god called a traveler, a huckster god who baits young life into building houses for it. These houses are unsafe before they cannot stand against my hive, and those how on earth. Pardon me. And these houses are a trap, for they uh, for they lead young life away from the blade and the tooth, which are the tools of survival and the means of ascension. Only when the traveler is extinguished will the universe be free to arrange itself and assume, by ruthless contest, its final perfect shape, a shape which depends on nothing but itself. Thus, I name you Crota, eater of hope. There is an oath upon me, Crota, my son, an oath against the uh, against the wretched Tauks. This I do not give to you. It is for me, your father, to bear. Let's go meet your aunts and uncles. <laughs> Let's go meet your aunts and uncles. <laughs> it's like, are they going to Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> that That's, uh, that works, man. He, he's a sweet talker. Uh, I found a mother to make spawn. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh, he makes sexy talk. <laughs> I, honestly, I would love to find out eventually who the mother of his spawn actually was. I, I, you know, there's people that have the theories and all that, but it's, it's until we get confirmation. I, you know, I just sitting here and wondering. She's probably in hiding. She's like, ah, oh, we were at a bar on the dreadnought, and I got a little drunk, and he said he wanted to make spawn with me, and I fell for it, and now she's just kind of like hiding out because she doesn't want to admit that she fell for a line like that. <laughs> Her name is uh, Fishik, by the way. Fishik? Yeah, Fishik. T-Y-H-S-H-I-K. Fishik. Okay, got you. Fishiks. Write that down. Fishiks. She was taken as well. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, is that the Bride of Oryx enemy that you fight? Matron, but yeah. And then you fight, you kill uh, two more of uh, Oryx's daughters in that mission as well. 
It was a Fair. forbidden love. Mm, that's right. Yet another story they can make a Destiny movie about. <sighs> she was just taken with Oryx. Ah, I get it. Try the veal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so then the next one. It wasn't just Crota that Oryx had it here, though. He also created Golgoroth. Uh, next card, Golgoroth. Speak to the heart with burrowing things. The burrowing things will strengthen the heart. You, Abzol, you teach the new flesh out of the soul, out of the old. Zol issued you to eat us. The new flesh will be testament. O heir, decree the shape of this new thing. Judge its testament to the last truth. This new shape is Golgoroth. Crota rose to petition. Father, cut the shapes into a tablet. Give me the tablet. I will bear it in battle and tie the one side of my sword to you. Oryx cut the shapes into a tablet, but he guarded the shapes. He set the tablet within Golgoroth, where the new flesh grew as heir decreed it. Like ice on stone, he rebuked Crota. From the temples of his son, from the left of his blade, in battle, he demanded, tithings of violence, to Oryx, the first navigator, who directed the movements of great masses. Hmm. I bring tithings of comfort and joy. <laughs> That's just me. So, um, I I did have a, a question up here about these tablets because mm. it's a little bit confusing. In the last card, um, it says, um, or Oryx says that he had his tablets before he fought Jivu Arath because it says that um, so you know he fought her so that she couldn't try to take them again mm -hmm. um, so obviously that means he already had them but here Crota is asking Oryx to create the tablets yes so are there more than one set of tablets it seems it seems it seems like um as Oryx learned the true uh, final shape, he made more tablets. Or the per final perfect shape. Because you're, you're right, in the in the first card there, it's he created Crota after Zivu attempted to steal the tablets, and now he's just cutting cutting more tablets, cut, cutting shapes into more tablets, and Crota's asking for it. And uh, he's supposed to be wearing them around his waist. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, I was really disappointed that. about that. Yeah, don't make this badass like imagery in the lore, and then be like, nah, let's not, not let's not include that. It's lame. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I it's really like, wanted them to be like, um, around his belt. Like, what's the um, the Titan mark? That's the streamers. Oh yeah, uh, there's a few of them. Yeah, like that. No, uh, Mark of the Unbroken, I think, is one of them. Yeah, but I, I really no, wanted them to, to look like that. Yeah, them. that'd be really cool. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it really depends. Like we we know what one tablet looks like because it's it's Golgoroth actually guards it. It's it's also not even inside Golgoroth. It's just inside Golgoroth's room. Uh, but <laughs> it's the tablet of ruin that lights up behind him for every time someone dies in the Golgoroth encounter and the uh, the King's Fall raid. Which is similar to the three um, monolith 
threats that we see in the uh, War Priest encounter yeah, as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Are those yeah. tablets as well? It, it seems like they might be, which really means like Crota's just not getting shit from his dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, Everyone's War Priest gets three. Except for Crota. <laughs> Actually, what is what is the buff Jeez, called? Dad, I'm just gonna go to the moon. <laughs> Bye. Leave me alone. Kurta was a moody teenager. Try making it through my through my abyss, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually love to hear him say that. <laughs> I think I can make a skit out of that. Hold on, let me write that down for my podcast. Um, <laughs> We'll take our ideas. But, <laughs> it's you know it's funny. I forgot to to mention to you guys that I uh, and these notes are great because we actually I haven't done it in a long time, but I I had a segment uh, or have a segment called Mad Lore, and so what I do is is I take a grimoire card, and if you've ever played Mad Libs, it's kind of like that where I go through and I take out certain words and then I have people uh, write uh, words as if they were like twelve years old. Uh, at least I prefer it to be that way, and, uh, and include them into the grim, and then read the grim- grimoire uh, like that with their words. So uh, these are great. I'm gonna have to bring that back. And somebody was just asking about that. One of the guys was like, "We should do that again sometime." Um, you absolutely have to bring you've, that back. That sounds great. You've inspired me to bring back Mad Lore. Awesome. That is. I'm looking forward to listening to that. I really need to listen to your guys' podcast. Yeah, they do a good show. Uh, I think, uh, and I don't know if the last one I did was Handsome Dragon. It might have been, he might have been the last one I, I, uh, I did that for. Hmm. That was, when was he on there? That was a while ago. I was going to say. Yeah, he was on a while ago. I can check. I have that capability. While we're doing that, I just want to point out that the buff from the War Priest that really, like, you use, you stand on the plates to activate with those tablet looking things that we're calling. You know, the tabs of ruin the buff is called Death Singer's Power. Oh, wait, no, whoops, wrong one. Hold on. Brand of the Initiate. Brand of mm. the Initiate. He was on episode 11. Wow. Lord, <laughs> Lord of the Podcast was the title, so look for <laughs> that. And now we're on episode 22. Yeah. A while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a little while ago. It <laughs> feels like just yesterday, though. You're making me feel old. Shut your face. <laughs> Thank you for I I just turned twenty a couple days ago. Thank you very yeah, much. Shut oh your my face. god. I know, right? <laughs> when I when I said iCarly, I referred to it because my daughter watches it, not because <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't I ever I watched it too long. Jeez. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty old. <laughs> well, uh, let someone take the next card. Okay, so the aunts and uncles that we are talking about, um, two of them were Zivu Arath and Savathun, um, the latter of which is the aunt that Crota's sisters took after. They were extremely crafty and smart, and Crota was not so crafty and not so smart. Um, so this is the Books of Sorrow 38, The Partition of Death. This is the whole card, but here's part of it. Oryx went to his son, Crota. Go keep an eye on your sisters, he said. You can learn cunning from them. But while Oryx traveled to observe the deep, destroy an ancient fortress world, Crota conspired with his sisters to learn their secrets. I too will experiment with a wound, he said. 
with his sword Crota cut open a new wound into a new space, and here he thought he might obtain a secret power. Out of this wound came machines called Vex. They invaded Oryx's throne world. At the end. And then Oryx got super grounded. <laughs> Crota. Crota, yeah. Crota, okay. or, Oryx, Oryx got grounded. Oryx, Oryx grounded himself. <laughs> Go in timeout. <laughs> Dead. Okay. <laughs> I just imagine that. <laughs> I love that. I love that image. Yeah, Oryx. Oryx voiced the uh, the no dogs allowed. <laughs> well, uh, JC, why don't, why don't you take the the next card? Oh, you want me to read one of these? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll take turns. In the guest. No, I know. I, I uh, hope you gave me one with, like, awful names in it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, now, if you were an, aid, an ageless alien god and just accidentally let an unknown race of semi-robotic creatures into your father's personal universe, what do you do? Uh, well, you would, uh, you would read this Grimoire card, and this is thirty kind. <laughs> uh, open your eye. Go into it. Can I give this a dramatic reading? Is that okay? If you wish. Can Absolutely. I get into it? Go for it. All right. Hold on. Let me. Oh, God. It does have big words. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, the Vex clattered around, constructing large problems. At their first, constructions were deranged because they didn't understand the sword logic, which defined all rules in Oryx's throne. The geometry perplexed them. I'll cut them up. I'll cut them apart. Because that's my works. Or that's my Crota. <laughs> uh, Crota said, but just then, the Vex ritual of better thoughts manifested a mind called Korea. Is that right? Uh, yep. blade, blade transformed. Korea deduced the sword logic. I have to kill everything, Korea resolved. Then I will be powerful. <laughs> Rhoda's gate began to emit warrior, uh, emit warrior Vex, huge and brassy and sassy. He leapt forward to fight them, but they blinked away. After they fled from Crota, they killed 2,000 of Oryx's acolytes and 10,000 of his thrall. Soon they had established themselves as powers in this world by right of slaughter. Come forth, sister wizards, cried Erhalak. We need you, cried Uranuk. Uh, Ur- no, sorry, Uranuk pulled a sword star out of the sky. Together, the wizards changed it, or charged it with killing power, and made an annihilator totem, which they used to smash the Vex. Close the wound, brother Crota, Anuk ordered. We will find a cunning way to destroy them, but only after they stop constructing problems on us. But Korea had uh, instanced itself to the other side of the gate and built hold fast the way open. Korea's objective was to exploit the paracasual physics of Oryx's throne to become divine. It organized a series of test invasions. For hundreds, for a hundred years of local time, the siblings fought the Vex. When the Vex came into the sword world, they were inevitably annihilated. But when the Hive went into the Vex world, they lost much of their power to win. (laughs) 
Father's going to eat our souls. Alok sighed. Korea captured some warm larvae and began experimenting with them. Soon Korea blade transform manifested religious tactics. By directing worship at the worms, Korea learned it could alter reality with mild onopathogenic effects. <laughs> Being an efficient machine, Korea manufactured a priesthood and ordered all its subminds to believe in worship. Then it set about abducting and killing dangerous organisms so it could bootstrap itself to hive godhood. For some reason, Korea never, oh, for some vex reason, Korea never attempted to introduce worm larvae into its mind fluid. Savuthun was laughing because she had tricked Crota into cutting that place. This drew attention to the worm, our god. Oryx called Er. Set your house in order. And scene. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. I apologize for butchering most of that. You didn't. That was amazing. You should have heard him last week on the show. He was very. What 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 pronunciation was it that you were so uh, uh I, that I was so off with? Um, oh, uh, uh, one of the scientists from the collective. Oh, oh Dwayne. You called him Dwayne McNida. Yeah. Dwayne McNead. <laughs> oh, Dwayne McNight. Dwayne McNight of the Rock Johnson. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I I. I agree with your theory about uh, being, uh, hopefully being able to play um, uh, 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 one of the characters, shoot, 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 of uh, being able to play Fallen. Ah. Mm. I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping that's a thing. I just want to throw that out there. Sorry, I didn't mean to, <laughs> mean to break up the Completely flow. Completely off topic. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Forrest did a little research for us into this card. There was one one word. Uh, so why don't why don't you tell us what you learned? Um, so ontopathogenic. Um, the prefix onto means being or existence. Uh, pathogenic is a, a medical term which describes bacteria or viruses or germs. So the existence of bacteria. Um, I'm assuming that it has some kind, this is a special kind of bacteria because most of the bacteria that we encounter cannot alter reality. Yeah. That we know of. Exploria <laughs> learned it could alter reality with mild ontopathogenic effects. I don't know. In college, I had some stuff that, <laughs> some stuff that altered reality. <laughs> was it bacteria? Some of it was, yes. <laughs> I think you figured it out. You don't want to know. Maybe they just never cleaned the bathroom. <laughs> I, oh, I did have some pretty gross roommates. Oh. My roommates were winking at me from behind. <laughs> well, needless to say, Oryx wasn't happy and punished Crota accordingly. Uh, uh, Book of Sorrow 40, Emperor of All Outcomes... Oryx rushed home and read from the tablets of ruin. He put some vex into the wounds to be taken by the power of the deep. Thus, he turned the vex against each other. Korea manifested a range of tactics, but none of them were adaptive. Oryx crushed all the vex in his throne. 
Oryx thought that he should study geometry, like the Vex. It was a map of perfect shapes, but first he had to punish imperfection. My son, he said, this is your punishment. Come home glorious or die forgotten. And picked up Crota by his legs and threw him into the Vexgate network. Crota battled through history, becoming a legendary demon. In his early centuries, he often spared a few victims to hear oaths and protests against his father. Later, he came to understand Oryx, and he made temples and monuments wherever he went. Why isn't he uh, an exotic demon? Is that, was that why we were able to kill him? Wow. <laughs> He's got classic daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's actually card 50, not card 40. Ooh. Card extra large is how I read it. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest, to you, uh, you made a note in this card that um, uh, is this the first instance of things being taken when the card says he put some of the Vex into wounds to be taken by the power of the deep? Is uh, is it? Did we? Uh... Yes. We yeah, have. that's what I thought. Yeah. No, L. It's the first. L. L sorry. I, L is uh, fifty. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Okay. You're right. I I was wrong. You're right. Um, <laughs> I just saw. Yeah. Never mind. Yes, this is the first instance that we know of of things, something being taken. Yeah. He put some Vex into the wounds to be taken by the power of the deep. Good line. Good line. Oh. Oh. Uh. Uh. Well, I'll just read this part and then someone else can take the next part. Uh, this is the point in the story that I think can make a good uh, side story novel Bungie can capitalize on. Uh, a lot of people say, like, why isn't Bungie doing this? They can make so much money like Halo did. But Destiny's story is really about learning what happened in the past and sort of overcoming it and stuff like that. Like, if, if Bungie revealed the story of the Iron Lords, we essentially couldn't have the Rise of Iron expansion. But this, it feels like something that they'll never actually cover more in depth. It's sort of, like, far enough away. So I feel like we could actually, should actually get a book through, like, a Vex intelligence uh, witnessing the disaster of Crota being thrown into their universe as he just destroys like everything within sight. I, I don't know. I, I really like, uh, I really like Jesse's idea for the uh, story of um, Oryx at the bar on the dreadnought. I'm liking mm. the sounds of that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like the bar. I like most Isley. <laughs> <laughs> we don't serve your kind. I've made a hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> my friend doesn't like you I don't like you either <laughs> anyways we're getting off track here okay. yeah. um, so um, to get us back on track in, uh, in hive culture they use a system of tithing um, in order to keep everyone alive in the contract with their gods, which if you're not familiar with that, uh, basically you need to kill or to maim or to conquer in order for a worm, worm's appetite to be satiated. Um, when one kills, they offer off some of the light uh, from killing to the hive above them, like a tax system of sorts. So a, uh, a thrall would give uh, a portion of their light to the acolyte above them, and to the acolyte to the knight, and then the knight to the wizard, and so on and so forth. And then uh, even when Crota is away, he is tithing to his father through this system. 
And then this uh, was backed up by the uh, Grimoire card 43, end, or, um, Books of Sorrow 43, End of a Failed Timeline. It's a Vex I captured. Coria, Blade Transform. It made an attempt to puncture my throne. I thought you might enjoy studying it. Oryx pauses, digesting. Through the bond of lineage, he could feel Crota killing, worlds and worlds away, and it tastes like sweet fat. Coria contains a Vex attempt to simulate me. It might generate others, you, perhaps, or Zivu Arath. I've left some of it, some, uh, excuse me, I've left some of so sorry. I've left it some will of its own so it can surprise you. So the the line there that we want to highlight is uh, Orcs pauses digesting. Through the bonds of lineage, you can feel Crota killing worlds and worlds away, and it tastes like sweet fat. So even through the Vexgate system, even through different time periods, through different uh, different timelines, through different worlds, he can uh, the tithing system is that strong to be able to um, get through that barrier. Uh, very impressive, that type of magic. Mm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Next Peace card you. is 47. Ayat, 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 ayat. <laughs> My son Crota feeds me rich, rich tribute. My lineages are strong. My worm is vast and satiated. And with that security, I can spend my time on study and communion with the deep. As I learn more secrets, my power grows. As my power grows, I use it to learn more secrets. Ayat, let it be thus, because it must. I feel like I need to start saying that. Let it be thus, because it must. Ayat. It's almost like amen. <laughs> so again, that's just another um, another instance of uh, the t- the strength of this tithing system, even through the Vexgate network. Almost like they're paracausal beings. Hmm. Interesting thought. Do we, uh, Anon, do you want to get us on to the next section? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, next section will be Crota's Middle. Crota is a hive god, a powerful one. Or, Crota is a hive, a powerful one. And thus, his life's work is to span across the stars and kill things, offering tithing to his father. This is what brought him to our system, and that that in the pursuit of the traveler when he first came he set up shop on the moon luna and we prepared to let it go and we weren't prepared to let it go or to take it back sorry i was looking for um the definition of i uh, I, I, I didn't have any luck uh but ghost fragment warlock 2 my name is ariana 3 disciple of the praxic warlocks marked by the cormorant seal we came here under one banner, united in a host of thousands to claim the moon, but the battle goes against us. I have taken a prisoner, and this is the record of its interrogation. If I transgress in your eyes, I ask for your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> so this this is uh, actually has two people in it. Does someone want to read it with me? I'll be the static events. Uh-huh. I'll read it with you. Okay, uh... So, you take the lines uh, with the forward slash, and then I'll take the lines without the forward slash. Okay. Ariana, it responds to pain. It responds to the light. Heard it again. Monster, heed me. Who is your master with the sword? (laughs) Mike. I can hear it in my head. 
the sword bearer's name is Crota. Record that. Oh, wait, that was my line, but whatever. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't be no good. It's, it's, it's you now. Should I burn it again? No, I think you're only feeding it. I will touch its mind. Ghost, help. They call you wizard. You must be ancient. I think you. I think you value power very much. Will you still be powerful without this piece of your mind? Tell me how to kill Crota. It showed me the battle. It showed me winding dead on Crota's blade. It showed me how to kill Crota. Killed a gar- It showed me how Crota killed a guardian with a screaming knife hammered out of his own ghost. So I will take a piece of its mind and ask again. Tell me how to kill Crota. Mike. Incredible. Where? Where is his throne? Where is the Twilight World under the dead eye, dead star eye? Ariana, there's word from the company in uh, Meyer Ibrium. Crota is upon them. Half a hundred dead. They need us. Tell me where. Tell me how. Tell me. Ariana, what did it say? It showed me how it did this, just exactly this, to an awoken man. <clears throat> the knives arranged by its will, like little silver ships, like ghosts. It laughed at me. It said we were the same. Crota marches with a thousand knights, and they say the sky above Mar Embrium has turned into green fire. They're dying in numbers I cannot bear to repeat. He kills them one by one with a sword and eats their light. Ariana, we have to do something. Kill the wizard. Scatter the ash. It has nothing but lies to offer. Get your sparrows. We have light and fury. That will be enough. I always felt like that line should read, uh, uh, get your sparrows. We have light and fury. That will have to be enough. Like I always felt like that would be more appropriate based on Ariana's character. But that's just me. I always felt like they should have said 50 instead of half a hundred. <laughs> I, I get it. it was a dumb comment my bad <laughs> no 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 not at all. it wasn't i was making fun of you i was just I know. that line was just like oh boy <laughs> flowery language is flowery well so, um well i was gonna sorry. say who we know ariana's in this conversation it's been debated who she is having a conversation with anyone have any thoughts we discussed we have discussed this in the past i I still we we first thought it was ariana's ghost but i still think it's just another guardian like a titaner warlock or whatever it happens to be i just think it's another guardian she's talking to i don't know if it's someone specifically that we know or if it's just a general guardian just you know i'd say eris personally that's what my guess would be jesse okay (laughs) <laughs> uh, you asking me, you want me to I'm, I'm asking you, what do you have an opinion? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know what? I, I think it. I think it goes sounds about right. Um, I, I think that I would agree with that assessment. Uh, we, we we said it was. Uh, we we said it wasn't a ghost. We said it was a guardian. We we were disagreeing with our original. Sorry, I should have said that. My bad. Well then, no. Yeah. Screw what I, I just said. I thought it was a ghost originally, <laughs> but it's it's proven not to be. A, or I don't know. I mean, I guess it could still be a ghost, but there is the line uh, where they call their ghost for help. 
like it, it seems odd that now they would address the ghost. Like it's it says, should I burn it oh, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're only feeding it. I will touch its mind. Ghost help. Like so, if the ghost is saying, should I burn it again? Then why are they going? No, don't do that. Oh no, wait, help me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> good point. Yeah, be a little redundant. Also, <clears throat> in that last line, it says, get your sparrows. Like ghosts don't have sparrows. Mm-hmm. They should. They should. That would be adorable, little tiny ghost sparrows. <laughs> I'll pay for fifteen treasure radiant treasure boxes to uh, get a ghost sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's gonna be a new ghost shell, just a regular old ghost with a sparrow on the bottom. I actually kind of want to see that now. Hey, they're taping devil ears with these things. They could tape a they could tape a sparrow to the bottom. <laughs> Good point. Devil horns, not devil ears. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, um, again, that's uh, just the prelude to the either the uh, couple of names for the Battle of Mary Ibrium or the Great Disaster, depending on who you ask. Um, and then uh, this is a this next card is Crota, son of Oryx. It's the card that you get from defeating him in um, the raid. And uh, this is a transcript of a um, set of, set of notes from Ikora Ray. He hides in the dark below. But I see what you did there. <laughs> Thanks, Bungie. That's what Bungie did. I, I did nothing. Also, Forrest pointed it out. So, uh, thank you. I think. <laughs> uh, he hides in the dark below. The monster of Luna, the titanic god knight who walked the regolith behind a, uh, beneath our sky of green fire and butchered the greatest army of guardians ever assembled. We abandon the moon rather than face him. Whispered lore and fragmentary theories suggest that Crota represents a distinct class of hive entities, not resident in our material world. My latest synthesis of this scattered esoterica suggests that Crota's home is a universe created or remade by his power and occupied by hive organisms of a mensch age. Any guardian formidable enough to return with information on this dark reality may give us un- uh, may excuse me may might help us understand the hive's goals for our own world. And, more pressingly, such an expedition might provide the key to Crota's defeat. The epithet Son of Oryx is an ambiguous translation, and often disputed. At this time, no direct action by hive entities of a more, of more expansive power has ever been observed. Those who trade in hive lore bicker over the exact positioning of Crota. Is his world the apex of hive power, or is it the youngest and most accessible of a string of netherworlds? each host to a more terrible hive arch-entity. Their nature and possible interrelationship of the Vex gate system with hive netherworlds remains unexplored. Ikora. I I love um, Chimera points out here the epithet son of Oryx. So, uh, ah, Ikora can see enemy names floating above their heads, too. It's not just us. Good to know. I want to know what I love about this card. What's that? This card marks a point on the timeline. How do you figure? Because Ikora... I mean, it could be fault that this card is not Ikora during her Vanguard title, but during any random title. In my opinion, though, that's that's stupid to say. Like, this is obviously... My thoughts on recent <laughs> events, this, this wouldn't be from before she was the Vanguard mentor for the Warlocks. Uh... To say, 
Uh, I don't even know. I forgot. My, I forgot my thought. Just, just do things. Take, take a second to think about it. We'll move. We'll move okay. on to the second part of this card. Um, the uh, another thing that Chimera wants to point out here. Chimera, do you want to read your second note there? Oh sure. Um, well, so I just thought it was interesting. This last line that she writes is um, the possible interrelationship of the Vex Gate system with the Hive Nether Worlds, and like we as players know that the Vex and the Hive have a relationship because of the Books of Sorrow, right? And those cards we just read with Quarry Blade Transform, but in game. We don't necessarily know, like, do that anybody else knows them. Do does the tower have a copy of the Books of Sorrow? Like, why does Ikora make this connection with the Vex? Because the Vex and the Hive are not on any worlds together. Mm. The speaker has many fine leather-bound books. <laughs> say that. That's very. I true. feel like. Oh, I feel like that's actually this is actually directly um, directly caused by Osiris. Really, you think yeah. so? Well, uh, Osiris is um, from the line, uh, the Cryptarch line. Oryx dead king, Oryx dead king, Oryx dead king. Three words uh, repeated nine, not or something like that. Uh, he he goes on saying that, and then he goes Osiris, like all surprised, like he's connecting Oryx to Osiris. Osiris is best known for the Vex, going into Vex gates, some would say, uh, but he's also being connected to Oryx. So I feel like one of the things he's said is putting the Hive and Vex together. And actually, I think it's Vision 81 that says, unless all ends flow from the same pit. Like, this, that could be exactly what she was thinking about, just that that one Osiris riddle. Um, saying maybe the Vex and the Hive come <laughs> from the same place, because she was taking it a little more literally. Yeah, could be. Most definitely, that's uh, definitely a possibility. What the hell was I trying to think before? I hope that they show eventually, and I mentioned this on our podcast, that we get a lot, uh, we don't get a lot, any kind of interaction with uh, with the enemies in this game. We only have, you know, only recently gotten cutscenes, you know, and we only get them with the Guardians and the people that work with them. But mm-hmm. what I would hope to see eventually is cutscenes with, you know, with the Vex talking to each other or with the Fallen or, you know, because these are beings that are that have scientists and, you know, do all this stuff, you know, like, like you guys were talking about last, last week with the Splicers. And you don't see any of that. You just see mindless ads that you just go and kill. I think it would, mm-hmm. I, I think it would enrich the game greatly if they had cutscenes that showed our enemies in the game actually plotting against us. Completely agree. Mm. Yeah, we kind of got the slightest hint of that in those um, original cutscenes with the Reef. Not that the Reef are necessarily enemies, but like that um, the Prince, you know, having, like making 
facial expressions and, and whispering to the queen and things like that. That was obviously yeah, yeah. not meant for our guardians to hear, but they were shown to the players. Mm-hmm. Um, having more of stuff like that would be fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Actually, the, uh, the first cutscene when our ghost is finding us, it has the captain stalking them and stuff like that. It's like, it doesn't give us an insight to their language, like what they're saying, yeah, but their, their expressions say it all. They see the ghost, they know what the ghost does, and they're like, we're getting that. We are not letting them letting that go. Like, but we have we have Varix. We know that they could talk and that they could interact, but they're not doing it. They're not doing any of that, you know, okay. besides like what we see. So, I don't know. English is an easy language to pick up, I guess, when you're fallen. <laughs> well, actually, uh, Varix has. Yes. <laughs> he has a module that lets them speak. I don't think he speaks it. Oh, naturally. is that what it is? Oh. There, there was a card that mentions how. Um, I forgot which one it was, but when he goes to speak to to Petra, he has to he first puts something on his face. Oh, really? So maybe it's just to be polite, but oh, I don't know. I thought that was his hmm. thing that lets him breathe ether because he doesn't breathe air. Oh, was it that? I no, thought... no, because he was still in his hut. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. It is curious, though, that there are so many species that have the vocal capabilities to make sounds that, in English, mm. especially because the <coughs> like the Elixney language sounds so different. Anyway, well, the, um, to move on from that. Uh, the travesties that happened on Luda, the Battle of Marimbri, and the Great Disaster inspired some guardians to strike back on their own. Crota retreated back into his th- throne world half- after this, however. This is uh, the card from Crota's End, the card Crota's End. Um, this is a uh, some notes from um, Ariana Three. My name is Ariana Three, disciple of the Praxic Warlocks, marked by the Cormorant Seal, survivor of... So, Excuse me. Survivor of the great disaster, the day we set out to retake our moon, united in a host of thousands, and found ourselves outmatched by one hive champion of unspeakable power. The monster's name is Crota. He killed my friends face to face, one by one, and he relished it. In the name of all those lost, I devote myself to his utter destruction. This is my confession. If I transgress in your eyes, I ask, uh, I ask for your forgiveness. In our world, Crota seemed invincible. Together, Eris Morn and I worked the problem, but found no hope. So we sought forbidden knowledge, the exiled master of Hive Arcana. We found Toland. Toland tells us that Crota's presence in our world is a shadow, that its true power resides in another world forged by his will. We must pass through a keyhole between realities, navigate the seething midnight of Crota's world mind, and overthrow the ascended champions that gather to his throne. Toland speaks, he hardly seems mad at times, of the terrible things that await us, a secret song he hungers to learn, and the issue of that song, an ashen-burning star husk that looms above, the utter antithesis of life. He talks of it with a curious ambition I do not want to understand. Tomorrow I will ask Aga, Moda, and Tarlo if they will go with us. If we fail, I leave this record for guardians to come. Remember us. 
You certainly will. Though not in the way you'd expect. I just I just want to say really quick, uh, Purple Purple was right about that. Varys can actually talk to us without anything. What he puts on his face was because he was leaving his his uh, hut, which has ether filled air. So it's it's how he breathes. Mm. So he just to clarify, he actually lives in the Vestian outpost. I assume considering that, his little. Sorry. Yeah, that hut that hut that he stands in front of, that's like essentially a small uh elixney biome uh, where it's his atmosphere, his oxygen. When Petra goes inside there, she has to wear a mask so she can just breathe regular oxygen. But when he goes out, he has to wear his little chainmail mask so he can breathe his. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sorry to keep bringing this to Fallen. When it's the Crow to Lorecast. <laughs> they, uh, they don't have as much of a relationship as the Hive and uh, Vex do, but it's still interesting to note, at least. So, as we as we clarified before, the uh, uh, Battle of Mary and Bram uh, set out Ariana III, uh, Veltarlo, Omar Aga, and uh, Saimoda, Sy- Atolan, and Eris Moore to uh, kind of take out this path of Vengeance against uh, vengeance against Crota, which, as we'll get to uh, in a couple of weeks, that did not go well for them. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the next piece we have here is a uh, summary for the team Ariana assembles, brought to us by our one and only host, Purple Chimera. You want to read this, Purple? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I wrote it, so I'll, I'll write it. Um, At Mare Embryum, a host of thousands of guardians came united to retake the moon and were mercilessly mercilessly slaughtered by the seemingly invincible Crota and his army of knights. Following this great disaster, Ariana III and Eris Morn sought to find another way to kill Crota. They consulted Tolan the Shattered, the, quote, exiled master of Hive Arcana, who told them that Crota existed in another reality, one where he could be defeated. Vel Tarlo, Omar Aga, and Sai Moda, along with Eris, Ariana, and Toland, embarked on an expedition into the depths of the High Fortress on the Moon. They were all believed to have perished in the Hellmouth. After many years, Eris Warren re- returned without her ghost, having somehow survived amongst the Hive, with tales of her fire team's failure and the demise of her comrades at the hand of Crota's disciples. Toland was also believed to have perished in the Hellmouth, but since the arrival of Oryx, we have received a number of messages from Toland. The other fire team members are presumed dead. All right. And uh, that's going to bring us to our final segment, Crota's End. And uh, see what I did there? Crota's beginning, Crota's middle. And Curtis N. Curtis N. It's the raid. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Why aren't you laughing? Ha 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 ha. The so <laughs> the first DLC Destiny had was the Dark Blow, and uh, old threat to the city is returning. Luckily, someone who knows firsthand about it survived and came back to warn us. Eris Morn, a hunter who was in the first Crota Fire Team, sends us on quest to stop his soul from returning to the physical world, physical form in our world. Uh, I just want to say really quick, uh, JC, uh, you should definitely read uh, the card after this one. It's uh, 
I think it's being spoken by Toland. It's not really confirmed, but it, it, it seems a good fit. I think you'll enjoy that one. Okay. But uh, for right now, uh, Crota's Bane, Eris Morn. Eris Morn is the sole survivor of an ill-fated raid on the Hive's Lunar Fortress. It was Eris and a ragtag fire team who, after the first charge to take back the moon, sacrificed everything to return in search of the one the Hive called Cro- the Hive called Crota. Robbed of her ghosts, Eris remained lost amongst the dark shadows of the Hellmouth for countless cycles. Despite all odds, she endured using the very dark she the very dark she battled to emerge a changed warrior, driven some would say obsessed. The speaker and commander Zavala find her compulsions a sickness, convinced she has fully sedu- been fully seduced by the shadows. Though her warnings of Crota and his power are often dismissed as madness, Eris returns to the shadows time and time again. Operating as one of Ikora Ray's hidden, a clandestine group of guardians tasked with silently infiltrating enemy strongholds and gathering vital intel for the warlocks. Alright. Can we go right into this next one? Go right into it. Alright. Ascendant Sword. Eris. Eris. What a name. A name for Discord. A name for far cold orbits where no living thing should dare to go. I like this name. Let me give you a gift, Eris. Let me tell you about the power in the logic of the sword. A shredder or a boomer is a powerful weapon, but it kills a cyclically. <laughs> you see, it sends out harm and it takes nothing back. The bolt passes away into nothing. A sword, though a sword, uh, though a sword is like a bridge, a crossing point. A sword binds the sword binds wielder to victim. It binds life to death. And when the binding is done, the sword remembers. When the boomer's fire has burned away into Axion and Neutrino scatter, the sword goes on, hungrier and sharper. Understand that this nightmare logic underpins his nightmare world, and you will see why the ascendant blade has so much power there. Whenever in our passage we find ourselves in need of power, remember that the greatest authority here is a blade made keen by eons of use. This is the world the hive craves, a universe creased by the edge of the sharpest sword. This is really proved in the raid, actually. Mm -hmm. Because everyone who physically couldn't take damage could only be hurt by the swords. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so uh who wants to do this whole big section here i can do it if you want well let's do the uh do the bullet points and then okay. uh, yeah so uh with Eris's return to the tower uh, two years ago came with our new quests and uh we as guardians who destroyed the black heart at the center of the black garden had a lot to live up to Much like she and her team were supposed to do, we needed to dispose of the several parts of Crota. Now, uh, like we said earlier, we already covered the missions of Dark Below in uh, in an earlier episode, so we'll just kind of focus on the purpose of the missions that we undertook. In the first mission, we killed Sardon, the Fist of Crota, and uh, Omnigal is actually seen uh, prior to finding Sardon at the beginning of the mission, but she teleports out like she always does. Um... 
the high the second mission we go to uh, Rasputin's chambers. The hive led by Omnigal are attacking his central processor, and uh, we fight them off. And uh, lastly, we kill the might of Crota uh, as the final boss in that mission. The final mission is actually the most important because it literally stops the summoning of Crota, uh, basically summoning his physical form into our realm from his um, from his throne world. He, his soul was trapped in a crystal and it was turning to finish us off, but we were able, we were able to destroy it and keep it in his own um, throne world. After the missions, after these missions, Eris sends us out to kill the hand, the heart, and the eyes of Crota, which further weakens uh, Crota's hold on this on this. Uh, portion of reality and then lastly we strike down omnigol the coward the will of crota um and this destroys uh, crota's primary source of tithing in our in our reality and then uh, that brings us to the raid itself crota's end i have oh, to wow. say that i i really enjoyed i know the dark below gets it gets a lot of crap but i liked all the story missions uh omnigol was fun man it was oh man it was freaking brutal, uh, especially back in the days with you know with nightfalls and where you get, you get sent, you know you get sent back to, to orbit. Crota's end is still one. It's it's still a fun raid to do, even though it's more like a strike now. <laughs> uh, you know I, I love Dark Below. The only thing that I I took issue with is I just I didn't like any of Eris's uh, her wares. Um, mm. I just thought they were a little. I thought they were a little boring, a little lackluster for, um, for a hive expansion. Shouldn't have much to offer. No. the The hunter cloak was uh was horrible. I thought you looked like a nun. Through bag lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. I really enjoyed Crota's end. Um, as we went in, my um, fire team and I, we went in blind the first time. <sighs> And it was so much fun. Um, my son was a couple months old when we went in, and it was like 10 o'clock at night, and I was literally sitting on a bed. He was sleeping right next to me, and all the lights <laughs> were off, and we're like, start the raid. I have my headphones on. And we're like, okay, what do we do? We jumped down this giant hole, and I literally, like, I couldn't scream. I couldn't flinch, because I would wake him up. <laughs> and it was one of the scariest things I ever did. But it was so much fun. Oh, so much fun. Uh, so I segmented this off into uh, three or four parts. I don't know how to count. Uh, so who wants to start it off? How to how to beat the raid? Uh, I'll start it off. Go for it. Uh, with Crota's stole pushed to the back of his throne, it's our duty to finish him off once and for all. A hive of his power can only truly be killed if killed in his throne. We touch down in the hel- in the hellmouth and leap into a giant pit. We touch down in what used to be the abyss, but now, uh, but is now the stills. This is a completely dark area with lamp-like structures throughout. The path has pitfalls and thralls and knights, and in the dark, you get a debuff, weight of darkness which increases its effect up to 10, which slows you down and negates your ability to jump. Oh, gosh, it was awful. <laughs> uh, when we get to the end of the abyss, we activate the construction of a bridge that leads to the keyhole by stepping onto a platform. Depending on how many members you have to make it to the end, uh, a, uh, a number of ogres will spawn 
as a final attempt to stop you. I just oh. say like how great. I, I mean, I I don't know if you guys have done it before, but I thought it was like the best feeling to finally be able to solo that. Like, yes, <laughs> to be able to get to the end of that and just do it all by yourself. It was really cool. It was the best and the worst feeling because it was the best because it was like so awesome. But it was also the worst because when you knew you could solo it and your team kept fucking up and it's like, guys, just let me do it. I'm like, no, I want to do it as a team. No, I would never do, do it, it as a team. I would just do it by myself just to see if I could do it because I don't want to put myself in that position where everybody's going to, you know, all the guys I play with make fun of me. They do that enough. Yeah. I actually I actually tried to do it uh, one time and I thought I was going by myself, but someone actually followed me. And this is, <laughs> this is why I specifically say, depending on how many members you have make it to the end, a number of ogres will spawn. I thought I was alone. If you went up there alone, only one ogre is going to spawn. But if you have two people up there, two ogres are going to spawn. And someone decided to follow me and not make a peep the entire way. So when the second ogre came and I was already turned around just waiting for the bridge to finish because I was cheesing it up on the rock, uh, I wasn't ready for him and he killed me instantly. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Also... Fun fact about the weight of darkness. I know it says it can only go up to 10. That's the natural uh, way. I somehow got it up to 20 one time. I don't I don't know what I did, but it, it just shot up to 20 and it would not go down. Remember just like spawning into that yourself just to grab the chest to see if you can get that chest right oh, yeah. off to the, mm-hmm. the first chest? You would go into the first alcove and if it wasn't <laughs> yeah. there, you would just die. You're like, ah, oh, sure. next one. But I actually the, uh, didn't do that. The weight of darkness always kind of got to me because I feel like uh, it's like a dream. You know what I mean? You ever have those dreams where you're just like running? You're running as fast as you can, but you're just not getting anywhere. It's like that's mm-hmm. what it always reminded me of. Yeah. Running away from something. Yeah. The thrall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is in south. But, uh. Shall we go yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's continue. Okay. Uh, you want to take the next part? Sure. So when we cross the bridge, we pass through the keyhole. This is like a hole into the throne. Otherwise, we couldn't have made it in. The keyhole brings us to the Oversoul throne. Another bridge is needed to be formed. This time, there's four annihilator totems, two on each side, um, and a similar platform like from the abyss. Stepping on the platform will spawn a Swordbearer Knight, as well as other hives. Staying on the platform is necessary to build the bridge. If someone isn't on both of the totems on one side, they will activate and cause death. Once the bridge is built, only the person carrying a Swordbearer's sword can cross. Once on the other side, they kill the Gatekeeper, which will only take damage from the sword. The first across waits for the rest to repeat. When there aren't enough people on the first side, then the second side stands on the totems to stop them from activating. Or, like every other stage in this game, you can cheese it by climbing the um, stage of stage right uh, tower. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Climb the stage right tower, hang out up there while one person solos the sword across and jumps, and then he hides behind one of the lanterns. The game reads as everyone is dead, and then the ogres. Oh. We'll get to that point. Then you can just finish the encounter like that. We'll run it now with people, um, and we do. We don't cheese it. We we do everything legit. Like we do sometimes we do races, mm. but uh, there are people that are like, I don't know how to do this the regular way. <laughs> I've only ever cheesed it before. It's, and it's that's, not that's easy. All. That's not the regular way. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you would think, I guess. They're already at the top. What, what are you guys doing? It's actually like if there wasn't a cheese for that, like this raid wouldn't be considered a strike. I don't think like it. The, the bridge encounter is not easy. There's a no. lot of there's a lot of moving uh, parts on that. Now, late December, early January last year, if you didn't have um, uh, uh, Fireborn Warlock <laughs> going through the hard raid, you were SOL. Yeah, because, you know. That's what it. That's what it took, you know. Every and with your icebreaker, so icebreaker again, or with your your uh, green shoot to loot and pretending to have icebreaker. <laughs> right. I miss icebreaker. It'll come back. Uh, Mike, why don't you take that last part? Sure. Um. Sorry. Uh, we were just on the final part here, so. When the final guardian comes across, an ogre will spawn on each side, and then killing these will end the encounter, and then we start the next, which is, it's kind of a bit of a race through the hallway with shriekers and walls and thrall and exploder thrall, and you're trying to reach it till the, the end of the uh, hallway to where a door is, like, closing as you run so you can get the chest there. Next, uh, we come face-to-face with Ear Ute, the Death Singer, after more shriekers and walls. Kill the Shriekers and move into the Crystal Room and fight Iriute before she finishes singing her death song and kills everyone in your fire team. Um, and then now we come to the final encounter, a fight with a god. Like like on the bridge, a sword bearer knight spawns below the Crystal Room and you have to kill it. One person takes the sword, then makes their way to a safe space. The rest of the team that sh- uh, the rest of the team then shoots Crota to destroy his shield. And um, guns will actually do no actual, or guns will do no actual damage to him in this uh, in this occasion. Once his shield is down, he kneels down in pain, uh, and the sword bearing guardian strikes at him. This process is repeated until he dies or glitches and comes to the crystal room and kills everyone while under the debuff presence of Crota, which stops health regeneration. <laughs> that happened to me once, and it was it was a fun occasion. He had a lot of people screaming over the mic. <laughs> My first Crota kill. Uh, I think I, I think I actually spawned into the the very end of the raid to Crota. I don't I don't think I had even been to the part. I was playing with someone and they messaged the guy I was with, uh, somebody that I guess he may have met on LFG, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna kill Crota. Do you want to come in?" And he was like, "Yeah, let's go." So we go and do it. And apparently, um, this was really early on when it when it first dropped, and so the fire team leader. I guess right at the first encounter, uh, right when Crota goes down, he left the fire team. Either like unplugged his internet or something like that, which basically left Crota on his knee to take as much damage as you would put on him. And that was it. And that was my first Crota kill <laughs> completion ever. Was somebody like cheesing or you know cheating the raid? DDoS and Crota oh, was geez. a very common thing that people did. <laughs> I and that was the only time I ever did it. I, I and uh, yeah, it was really really weird that that was like my first experience with it. And um, actually, you reminded me about um, uh, Daddy Fat Snaps. Do you do you listen to Daddy Fat Snaps? I do. The uh, before Rise of Iron came out, he had the raid boss meeting video, where it's like. 
because we didn't know it was Axis, but Axis comes to Atheon, Crota, and Oryx, <laughs> and he's like, how did they beat you? And Atheon's like, they made me fall off a ledge. I just tripped and fell. And Oryx is like, when I kneeled down, they did something. I couldn't move. And then it gets to Oryx, and they're like, they just, they just kicked my ass. <laughs> Fucking great. Still probably the best raid for Flawless. Definitely. Actually, um, fun fun thing about that. Have you guys, uh, since we're at the end, uh, have you guys heard of the Destiny Challenge? Yes, I have. Yeah. I made an account, uh, an unpicked Destiny, and I, I keep saying I'm going to do it. And I am going to do it uh, probably within the next week. I just need to say uh, how everything is going. I'm going to start building up a character, and it's my goal to be one of six people who go through a raid on a Destiny character. So no deaths all the way up to be raid ready and make it through probably because Vault of Glass is too difficult. Uh, probably a Crota normal <laughs> for a flawless run. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I die. I die all the time. <laughs> I have faith. Yeah, I, I have hope. <laughs> Especially with all the the new like oh fuck I won't have them never mind I say like all the new overpowered artifacts and armors and stuff mm-hmm. like oh man oh hey, man I did not uh, think this through well good luck with that right. oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> all right well so that's it thanks for did listening you, oh what I was just gonna say did you guys all get your crux? You guys, uh, nope. I I have my necrochasm. Okay. I do not. I got it uh, just before Taken King dropped. <laughs> it was it was it was cutting it close. Purple. Yeah. It's uh, still a no, sweet. No, I don't. I don't have one. Ouch. It's great in the Crucible. It, Confused it was. the crap out of people. It's I a, still use uh, mine. It's a very. Oh my god! Uh, Crimson Days. That gun tore people up because that was on the dawn of the low impact auto rifles being good again and like no yeah. one really knew about it and i was like huh, huh, huh. yeah and it's got firefly <laughs> like <laughs> it was so good i might get off and go use it right now well, purple were you gonna say something uh, i was just saying it's, it's a pretty uh running joke that I don't actually play this game. I just write about it on the internet. <laughs> all my spare time is taken up doing lore research, and I don't actually I th- play. I'm not a guardian, but I play one on the internet. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lorecast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter at Destiny Lorecast. If you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us your thoughts and theories. If you'd like to help us grow, go leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, JC, where can we find you again? Uh, you could find me at JC Jesse on Twitter. And you could also find me at Dad's Tales, uh, Dad's Tales Podcast. Uh, come check us out. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, we have uh, some, some guests on here there. And uh, it's just, you know, just a bunch of guys, you know, we're just we're a fire team. We've been playing together for for years and years, uh, way before Destiny. Uh, A lot of us met through Destiny 
And uh, yeah, so um, come give us a listen. I'm sorry for dragging your podcast down tonight, guys. That's all right. <laughs> Forget you. All right. It's more interesting than uh, than Anon usually makes it. So we're glad to have you on. Please yeah, I don't. No, I don't doubt no, that. I've heard the show. That's that's the final straw. When you're not here, Mike is not like this. He was acting out because of you. And I am not okay. You are not allowed to hang out with him anymore. <laughs> hey, uh, Jason. <laughs> Uh, Mike, where, where can people find you? They can find me at Mythos Mike on Twitter. Um, you can find my art, some of my lore articles on uh, planetdestiny.com. And then I uh, stream every once in a while uh, in between classes at twitch.tv slash Mike S from Planet Destiny. BD. Awesome. Uh, Purple Chimera, where can people find you and what you do? Um, Since we actually didn't drop that this time. I know. We, got, we made it through. Baxter's going to be upset at me. Oh, I ruined it. Um... <laughs> So you can find me on Twitter at Purple Chimera, and you can find all my summaries on ishtar-collective.net. I write summaries of categories there with Baxter and Normal Norman. Be sure to also check out the Ishtar Collective uh, Twitter at Ishtar Cole, I-S-H-T-A-R-C-O-L-L. They post uh, daily grimoire cards, item text, like some random uh, bit about that. And uh, I, I quote it. I say something stupid, and uh, if I actually don't say something stupid, I get Baxter messaging me going, "Why didn't you quote it?" <laughs> so I enjoy it very much, so. Oh, that's good. At least someone does. Other than Baxter. <laughs> yeah, we also do mysteries. So if you guys ever, oh yeah, if you have a question, if you have a like mystery about the lore, please let us know because we love to have other people come up with mysteries besides us. Because sometimes it's a rush on, on Monday mornings. Like, uh. <laughs> and just just as a basis, try to actually have a card that can inspire the mystery. That makes it a lot easier on their half. <laughs> like, if there's a specific card that says, but what is that? Like, type of thing. Uh, and then, I'm a non-pig. And you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at A-N-O-N-P-I-G, a non-pig. Uh, always updating my avatar. To fit be with the times, I decided to skip Turkey Day, go right to New Year's because it's you know it's too much work. Uh, I stream uh, uh, like all the all the time. I'm always streaming at uh, www.google.com. Uh, doing doing stuff. <laughs> Check was, me out. That was cute. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks yeah. for having me on, guys. I I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on so Thanks last minute. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's no problem. I just had to wrap up Boy Scouts and then I was I was on. Real life. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a Boy Scout. That's not what I meant. I was at Boy Scouts with my son. I don't want to infer that you know it's like some kind of fantasy I, thing that I live out. Um, <laughs> it's not. I think we I thought, established I you earlier like... that you and I are a little bit older than these two. <laughs> I'm I'm even younger than Anon. You can just say uh, young, younger than or older than Mike. That's all you got to put up there. <laughs> I, for, I actually thought that you were like the local bully and you were saran wrapping all the Boy Scouts like to a tree or something. I'm a little disappointed. I would never do that. Would <laughs> not be a story. And then uh, my my last thing for the evening for everyone. If you made it, if you're made it this far into the podcast, thank you very much for listening to the whole thing. If you do, tweet at me 
at, at Mythos Mike, your favorite, your uh, interpretation of the uh, Oryx uh, bar on the Dreadnought story. And uh, I'll see if I can squeeze that in in next week's episode if we can find some time. I really that's, I read Mike, that's my idea. I've copyrighted that trademark. <laughs> you can listen to that on At Dad's Tales <laughs> every, every Wednesday on iTunes. Is it at Dad's Tales or is it's it at, at Dad's, Dad's Tales? Tales? Yeah, there's, you know, there was we we kind of went just back so we get the specific. We used to be uh, Dad Dad Tales from the Tower podcast, and then we we just kind of went through different iterations. And well, oh, I mean your Twitter. Uh, yeah, it used to be Dad's Tales, and then we we're like, you know what? I'm dropping the S. It's kind of like okay. the Facebook and Facebook. It's like we dropped the S. Okay, so it's at Dad Tale. No, it's at Dad's Tales, but the name of the podcast is Dad. Well, that's what, Tales. that's what I'm saying. So people know what to find at Dad's Tales. At D A D S T A L E S. Awesome. You should go follow them. They are they are um, good podcast to listen yeah, to. They're yeah. they're my weekly lineup. All right. Well, I haven't seen it in the picture you post, but you know that's just. Ooh. I'm Bust. sorry. Maybe if you didn't release on Wednesdays. Ooh. Yeah, no, I know. We do release on Wednesdays, and we do that to kind of be different because so many other podcasts drop release on Monday. Monday, Monday is podcast day. Yeah, uh, it drives me crazy. It's like I'll spend all Monday morning downloading everybody's podcast, <laughs> and then I spend well, the whole re- week feeling like I'm behind. You won't have to do that because Wednesday is Dad Tales Day. <laughs> Let's end this podcast and continue the conversation. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Have a good